Good morning. I'm Tebby Cruz. It's Wednesday, November 2nd. Lies and mockery surround the attack on Paul Pelosi. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. Teachers with San Diego County's largest charter school system are demanding a contract after almost 11 months of negotiations. Almost 700 teachers and classified workers from 16 high-tech high campuses unionized last year. Both sides have agreed on pay raises, but the union says they want due process for teachers who are fired. Currently, that power is held by the high-tech high CEO and school leadership. Negotiations ended late yesterday with no agreement on a contract. California officials announced yesterday that they have created a way for sexual assault victims to track the progress of linking their rape kits with DNA evidence. The new online tracking system was required by a bill lawmakers approved last year. Victims can track whether their kits have been received by a law enforcement agency, are being sent to a laboratory for testing, are undergoing DNA analysis, and more. California Attorney General Rob Bonta said the goal is to end the backlog of rape kits, make sure they are tested quickly, and inform survivors. The city of San Diego is increasing street sweeping in downtown and what it's calling hotspot trash removal. Crews will be sent to areas where trash is blocking the public right-of-way. They will not be involved with cleaning up homeless encampments. The effort is being piloted and will be evaluated down the line. The city says the goal is to prevent trash from washing into storm drains and the ocean and to address public health and environmental concerns. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. You've been thinking about helping KPBS with a donation. Why not donate that extra car you no longer need? Pickup is free and you're supporting KPBS Public Media. Here's how. Visit kpbs.careasy.org. The attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband has not turned down the volume of vitriol as new lies and mockery find their way into our public discourse. Carl Luna is a Mesa College political science professor and director for the Institute for Civil Civic Engagement at USD. He spoke with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. Now, 82-year-old Paul Pelosi remains in intensive care after having his skull fractured by an intruder who told police he was looking for Nancy Pelosi, intending to break her kneecaps. And yet, this is now fodder for conspiracy theories. How and why is this happening? Because, Maureen, we've been living for at least the last decade in a world where advancing crazy conspiracy theories helps you to build, one, a market share for AM talk radio on the Internet, whatever whatever media you're on, makes profit doing it and can be used to deliver political messages and have so far been successful, at least for one party. Uh, Both parties, to some degree, play this game, but one party a lot more than the other party and more successfully. So you've been doing this and it's just the the natural way things go. The knee-jerk reaction to any event is to trivialize it, deny it, disparage it, uh, and then try to destroy the other side over it. So what does this kind of thing do to civil discourse when elected leaders make light of serious crimes and incidents such as this? It shreds it because while this was an incident of crazy acting crazy, 
uh, as you begin to give cover to people who did this. I, I saw that, that some uh, the, the conservative commentator was talking about getting a bail fund to get the fellow out of jail and to make him a hero of the midterm, for heaven's sakes. This would be like trying to bail out John Wilkes Booth or some such for political purpose. You are basically shredding any possibility of talking with the other side. I, I came across a quote in The Guardian from uh, Bill Kristol. Uh, he's a never Trump conservative, but he was quoting the Russian dissident writer Dmitry Bakov, who wrote decades ago that fascism is a physiological phenomenon that refers to the, the pleasure that a person's taken allowing himself to break every moral law, divine or human. What you're seeing is a nihilist existential moment where people are getting off on having a political movement where they can say anything about anybody and not pay a consequence. This is the Ubermensch, the idea of being totally empowered to do bad things to other people. And it is horrible to see it infect our political system and particularly one of our great political parties uh, more than the other party. How is this very uncivil discourse changing our democracy? Oh, it's totally undermining it, I'm afraid. Uh, once you have retreated into your different tribes and you demonize the other side as being evil, a threat to America, not real Americans, there is no common ground. The only thing you can do is defeat them. And if you can't defeat them at the polls, you uh, allege that the polls don't matter, that the elections are rigged, and then you try to overturn the elections. The next step after that is you resort to violence to get what you want done. Now, we're a ways off from that. But we're moved closer to that, ratcheting up bit by bit over the last decade or so, where more people are arming. You see people with weapons outside of ballot box drop off places around the country. Uh, they're going to protect America. At some point, somebody might start pulling the trigger and then we're into a whole new world. Any ideas on how we might go about changing this? It's going to take the better part of 20 years for us to get out of the hole. We, particularly my generation, the baby boomers have put us in. We didn't have good solutions to a lot of the problems confronting America, so we went to demonizing the other side, which unfortunately is often how uh, neo-fascist movements originate in countries historically. What we need to see is people who advance things like this be told, I'm sorry, uh, you can no longer participate in the public square. We're not going to vote for you. We're not going to reward you with our vote. Surely there have to be people within our party who can advance the agenda we need to make America great without ripping down half of America in the process. And again, you see this as a problem on both sides of the political spectrum. But empirical evidence, content analysis, political science research shows it is more infectious on the right of American politics currently than the left. That was Professor Carl Luna speaking with KPBS's Maureen Cavanaugh. There are nearly 2 million registered voters in Santiago County, and on November 8th, poll workers are available to assist voters at every voting location. KPBS reporter Melissa May looked into how onboarding for these workers has changed. Last year, beginning in October, San Diego County implemented the Vote Center model. Instead of having one day to vote at a specific location, voters can now go to any of the hundreds of vote centers over the course of 10 days. Cynthia Paz is the registrar of voters for San Diego County. She explains how staffing has changed. Now they're required to work multiple days. So they switched from being a one-day volunteer to now a temporary county employee. So they go through the hiring process of the county. The county uses a software called NeoGov. And the application process is completely online, too. Poll workers now get $15 an hour, 
have two full training days and are now required to work between one and two weeks. Melissa May, KPBS News. Following the indictment of 22 people for drug trafficking and fraud, residents in Mountain View are hoping for changes at a neighborhood store at the center of the investigation. KPBS reporter Alexander Wynn has more. Mike's Market's a problem. Pastor Steve Marone's Bridge Church is right across the street from Mike's Market. He's only been at the church for a year and a half, but says that's a common theme he's heard from residents. It would be a place for, um, you know, not only crime, but um, a place that, that um, perpetuated fear, I guess. Police say the market's clerks worked with gang members to sell drugs, which were paid for through EBT, money that comes from a federal food assistance program. The market is in San Diego City Council President Sean Elo Rivera's council district. Everybody in every neighborhood, neighborhood deserves to have businesses that respect them, that provide for the needs of the community, and deserve to feel safe in their neighborhoods. Mike's Market is still open for now, but... To close it down would be a, a strong message to the community. Alexander Nguyen, KPPS News. Coming up, La Mesa School is now an academy for sports and health science. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. I'm Beth Accomando, KPBS arts reporter and host of the Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm also a geeky gourmet who likes to bake food themed to the movies I watch, like chocolate blood to savor with Dracula, or an extra chewy Wookiee cookie to enjoy with Star Wars. I'm geeky about the things I love, and that makes me a public radio geek as well. I love being able to connect with audiences just like you through TV, radio, the web, and podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. So, are you a KPBS geek? If so, then I'm asking you to get in touch with your inner nerd and become a member of KPBS today. Just go to kpbs.org and click the blue Give Now button and make a donation. That's right. Let's geek out together about the things we love. Academic excellence is now riding on the wheels of some gnarly skateboards at a school in the La Mesa Spring Valley School District. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez tells us about the new Parkway Sports and Health Science Academy. There's a distinct sound to a skateboard rolling on a smooth ride over an asphalt-paved playground, as well as the abrupt sound when that ride is over. 12-year-old Paxton Hart lost his balance practicing skateboard flips that turned into some flops. When I'm on the skateboard, I just feel all the wind in my face. I want to go fast. I want to do tricks. So I've just been learning. You know, I just love getting my blood flowing. I just love that. 
Paxton is rolling and riding for credit in his seventh grade engineering and skateboarding class, one of a dozen electives added this fall at the new Parkway Sports and Health Science Academy in the La Mesa Spring Valley School District. For the past 60 years, it was simply Parkway Middle School. Parkway Middle School has always been a great school, but how do we take it to the next level? That's Parkway principal Jacob Ruth, who got his job in the middle of the COVID crisis a couple of years ago. School shutdowns and the resulting mental health and social-emotional breakdown of students got Ruth and his teaching staff thinking, how could they help in recovery and bring new life to an old school? We have a big group of skateboarders at our school, and that's a big thing. And so connecting to that social activity and the ability to make friends and skate, but also think about that in an academic way, has been really powerful. The rebranding and redevelopment of Parkway is not just about skateboarding. Besides all the core subjects like reading, math, and science, the master plan includes other electives like history and hiking, the finance literacy of baseball, and sports medicine. Our stirrups, we want these to overlap. So we On this day, Nicole Lindsay is teaching 30 students the types of athletic injuries that require them to wrap ankles. I see your anchors look very nice. They're all lined up. They're overlapping. Lindsay is also a certificated PE teacher at the Parkway Academy. We have a lot of athletes at this school who participate in outside activities. And so they're able to apply their knowledge to either their friends or themselves or teammates. Scissors up front. Just grab it. Engineering teacher Patrick Martin is also a longtime skateboarder. In class, he gives lessons on the dynamics and function of skateboarding. Right now, students are designing models of a skate park using cardboard, paper, straws, and hot glue to create replicas. The education value is learning about scale, how things are put together. We are assembling them, so they're working as designers, they're working as engineers, they're seeing how they need to be supported, how the pieces fit together. Then it's outside to practice. Eighth grader Isabella Culver had never skated. About a year ago, she started watching her cousin in action. Now she has her own skateboard and a desire to master this new skill. I think considering where I started, I have grown a lot. What is it like to be on a skateboard? What do you feel? I think the motion, like the way the board rides. I want to say empowering. It makes you feel good. The idea for a radical change from middle school to a specialized sports and health science academy came from the teachers and staff, who then got the support of parents and the community, and final approval from the La Mesa Spring Valley School Board. In its first semester this fall, enrollment increased by 80 students who wanted to be included in the new curriculum. Next year, the Parkway Academy will add a sixth grade class to the mix. Principal Ruth says it is geared to preparing middle schoolers for a better academic future. With sports, it's not only about winning and being the best. It's learning how to be a good teammate, how to collaborate, how to communicate, how to really kind of persevere and be resilient when things get tough. The distinct sound of success on four wheels. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead, is being celebrated across San Diego County. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer checked out one local community event. In Old Town San Diego, people came from far and wide to get a feel for a large-scale celebration of Dia de los Muertos. 
It's a holiday that honors ancestors and loved ones through altars or ofrendas. Dania Vargas and her mother drove all the way from Escondido just to see the Old Town altars in person. Even though we embrace it at home, it's nice to have a place where we can come gather and embrace those traditions, those Mexican traditions for us. And it means that we are closer to our loved ones. Dia de los Muertos traces its earliest roots to the Aztec people, and it's officially celebrated on November 1st and 2nd. While many families celebrate the holiday at home, the public Dia de los Muertos celebrations continue in Old Town Wednesday, with other events scheduled throughout the county. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day.